1: Now, uh, Britain and the EU are reportedly on the cusp of a deal to resolve Northern Ireland's uh, contested post-Brexit arrangements. Uh, We're joined for more on this by the political reporter with BBC Northern Ireland, Jane McCormack, and the chief Brussels correspondent with Political Europe, uh, Suzanne Lynch. Uh, Jane, to you first. Uh, Rishi Sunak in Belfast uh, currently. What can we expect over the next 48 hours?
2: well we know that in the next um, couple of hours he's going to be meeting with the five main political parties here in northern ireland now um Given kind of the pace things moved at yesterday, that this was very much a last minute visit by the PM, it almost looks choreographed with the fact that you have other senior meetings between government ministers and, and those in Brussels. Some might then suspect that we are edging further and further closer to a deal. However, what Darning Street are saying to us is that this is still part of an engagement process. Rishi Sunak wants to test the waters with some of the parties today, um, not least the DUP, of course, because if there's to be a deal and Stormont to come back, that is going to very much depend on the DUP's support. So we don't expect these meetings to take very long. I think all of them are going to get about 15 minutes each. So you wonder kind of what level of detail they can really get into but it looks like after a a long marathon of hearing very little about these talks, it now looks we we might be on a bit of a sprint to the political finish line, if you like. Uh,
1: are you hearing anything from your your own contacts uh, in the north from political uh, sources there as to whether they think a deal I- is likely, Jane?
2: I mean, uh, when you talk to them, I think that they are hearing what we are which is they're reading in the papers kind of the briefings and leakings that have been coming out from number 10 into the british newspapers this week they don't know much more than that um you would they suspect that there is going to be a deal done um potentially early next week if things can get over the line this weekend but there's a bit of cynicism as well shane i think um not least from the dup who are saying like they've set out their tests for what they want to see before they will go back into government. Um, If what Rishi Sunak agrees with the EU doesn't restore Northern Ireland's place in the UK fully, and if it doesn't deal with sovereignty as well, then it's not going to cut the mustard for them. And there will be other parties in Northern Ireland I think who will also feel that The way these meetings have been set up, the way they get drip-fed bits and pieces, they don't feel that's very satisfactory either.
1: Jane McCormick, a political reporter with BBC Northern Ireland. Thanks uh, for that update. Uh, Suzanne Lynch in Brussels with Politico uh, Europe. What are you hearing there? Is there optimism in Brussels that a deal can be reached?
3: Well, I think there is. There's a lot more optimism than we've seen in many, many months here. Um, Yesterday, EU ambassadors representing all 27 EU member states uh, have, were called for a meeting that's beginning this afternoon uh, at two o'clock this afternoon in Brussels. And it's uh, ambassadors on their own. Usually they would have advisors with them, but it's uh, just each ambassador on their own. And they're going to be uh, briefed by Mara Sefcovic, uh, the European Commissioner with responsibility for Brexit, following his lunch today with the British Foreign Secretary, James Cleverly. Now, there is speculation that maybe Cleverly himself could go to that ambassador's meeting, but we're not sure about that. Uh, but this is a sign that they are going to be briefed on the latest on possible uh, breakthroughs. Uh, but I think the real meat of the discussion will probably happen this weekend. The um, I mean, half of the European Commission is heading today to Munich for the Munich Security Conference and uh, Rishi Sunak is also going. He's due to meet uh, Ursula von der Leyen, the European Commission President, and uh, the German Chancellor uh, Olaf Scholz and Emmanuel Macron, the French president. So we're expecting some kind of a meeting there on the sidelines, and that may well be, you know, where the big political decisions about how far the EU is going to go in any further concessions, okay. for example. That's where that decision, I think, uh, would be made.
1: Su- Suzanne Lynch, chief Brussels correspondent with Political Europe. Thanks indeed for that. Uh, let's go to Sammy Wilson, uh, the DUP Brexit spokesperson. Sammy, uh, are you optimistic a deal can be done?
0: Well. I don't know because we haven't seen any of the detail of the deal. Uh, We only know what has been floated in the press and the speculation that there's been. And the one thing which um, is absent from all of it is uh, will EU law continue to be applied on democratically in Northern Ireland? And, of course, all of the other problems that we face, goods having been checked with... um, trade being reorientated away from GB into the Irish Republic and other European countries uh, stem from the fact that Northern Ireland is subject to um, laws made in Brussels uh, rather than laws made either in Northern Ireland or in West what well,
1: When you say laws made, what laws are you referring to?
0: Well, all of the single market rules and laws and regulations um, as uh They apply to goods and agriculture, Uh, Apply now in Northern Ireland. Essentially we are part of the EU single market and subject to all of the laws of the EU single market even though we never have a say on them and we can't amend them and they may not even be appropriate to Northern Ireland. Every business in Northern Ireland is now under those EU uh, laws. Whether they trade with the EU, and ninety-five percent don't, um, and those laws cannot be scrutinised. Cannot be. Ninety-five percent of be, firms
1: in Northern Ireland don't trade with with sides of the border, for example.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: Um, so there's very there's there's very little. I mean, are you firms, like are you including kind of news agents and stuff like that in, in that? I'm, I'm including all all businesses in Northern Ireland. Right. Uh, we we
0: uh, if you look at our trade, I think it's fifteen percent of it is with the Republic, and uh, 65% is with GB and the rest. We actually trade more with the rest of the world than we do with uh, the Republic of Ireland. But here's the important point. Uh, And I don't think that any, uh, no other part of the United Kingdom is subject to this. EU law applies to Northern Ireland. We have a Northern Ireland Assembly, which cannot have any say in that, which is forced by law to implement that. And if we don't implement it, the European Court of Justice, a foreign court, will decide what penalties are imposed on us for it. That's just in, a, in a, can, an era where we're supposed to have democracy.
1: Can I put it to you, Sammy? Acceptable. Can I put it to you? I, I'm getting a vibe from you here that you, whatever they come up with over the weekend, you're not going to be happy with it.
0: No, that's not the case. We we want to see uh, what um, they come up with. But what I'm asking, what I'm saying to you this morning is no less than what the UK government has said is necessary. In fact, they put that into the Northern Ireland Protocol Bill, which is currently sitting in the House of Lords. And they also put that into the command paper, which they um, published in, I think it was October of last year, as to how you deal with the protocol. So those are not asks which are unreasonable asks which the UK government has said are necessary and indeed at one stage were prepared to implement uh, unilaterally if they could not get the EU to move on those issues. So, you know, I'm not being unreasonable at all. I'm simply reflecting the, the analysis which the, the, the government itself at Westminster has uh, taken of the problems that need to be resolved with the protocol.
1: If the UK government says yes, will you say yes?
0: No. We will put it to our test, our seven tests. We will also judge it on the basis of what the UK government said it was setting out to achieve and was necessary to achieve. If it meets that criteria, then of course we'll say yes. Okay. If it doesn't meet that criteria, then I don't think it would expect us to
1: uh, back it. Sammy Wilson, DUP Brexit spokesperson. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast.